Welcome to Mugencast episode 14. Demetri Williams back on the mic after quite the hiatus. I mean, I did that episode with John Den a while ago. <laughs> um, but I'm back uh, for another episode here. I've been keeping up with the transition, my other podcast with um, Alex Kaprinsky, also on Apple Podcasts. So make sure you go check that one out. That's The Transition, T R A N S I T I O N, on apple podcast so i think i spelled that right hopefully <laughs> but make sure you guys go check that one out uh i do that one kind of weekly usually around three episodes a month um way more frequently than i've been on uh Mugencast. but we're back today uh to talk more creativity stuff it's just me this time around don't have a, a guest but i have a a few in mind that i think i want to um have on in the next few weeks so we'll have to get that done but this week um, some interesting stuff to discuss. Uh, creativity and is going to 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 be taking place this episode. Uh, I want to do creativity and negativity as the um, the topic for today. I think that could be pretty interesting. Um, but also, I'm going to do uh, creator spotlight and spotlight Jordan Peele. So the maker of the well, one of the um, creative minds behind the Key and Peele comedic skit series, but also, um, I, and I think probably more notably now the um director and creator of get out and more recently us the new movie that came out um and that i watched last week and then it's funny because i didn't watch get out before us but i watched get out um a few days after i watched us both great movies in my opinion uh, and, and i kind of want to dive into his um his creativity at least how i see it um and go through those movies a little bit there so stay tuned for that but dive into creativity and negativity but before that actually just to give a little update on where i've been and what I've been up to, school stuff, as usual. That's a constant um, burden. <laughs> no, it's 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 been good actually. Um, so school's been been going. Finally, spring has sprung. Um, I was in the black and white theme on my Instagram at mugen.ig, m-u-g-e-n period i-g, um, on Instagram, and I was in like a black and white phase for such a long time just because I wanted to just switch it up, create a little bit more visual interest. Um, but now colors have started sprouting everywhere so i feel like i have to take advantage of that in some way shape or form <laughs> um so i went out to pictures yesterday i've um, been taking pictures for the past few days actually uh so a lot of new flower photography on my story <laughs> if you're interested um and i'm probably gonna bring back the color for, um, to my theme in these next um these next few months so that's been going there um finally finished the documentary i've been working on for about six months <laughs> so that's going to be on the website forevermugen.com f-o-r-e-v-e-r-m-u-g-e-n.com um i'm doing a lot of spelling this episode i'm hope i i hope i'm spelling all this stuff right um but yeah so that's gonna be on forevermugen.com um in the next few days just kind of have to figure out how to export the file it's such a, it's like ten thousand megabytes or something how to put that file on my um uh, on my website but i'll probably have to split it into parts I uh, also go up on YouTube as well, and I'll probably be posting some clips on Instagram, just as like you know some advertisement, marketing initiative stuff. Um, so that's gonna that's uh, come to fruition, and it's about to be broadcast to you guys. So I'm really gonna like it. I hope <laughs> at least. Um, pretty interesting concept that we did for that one. It was me and my buddy Jake, um, uh, a student athlete, a, um, an artist, a musician, a very multifaceted human being. And I did kind of like a day in the life um, with him. And I, I think it um, 
it gives you a little bit of perspective into the lives of other people and and kind of why you shouldn't judge a book by its cover really and and we kind of aim to break down a lot of barriers and, and hopefully that kind of comes across in that documentary so it's it's good stuff so that's come together um and yeah other than that it's just been same old same old doing my thing kind of i kind of wanted to i feel like i fell off with my creative creative outlets i guess uh, for a little bit just because for one that documentary was so it took up so much of my time and so much of my like headspace i was always thinking about okay i gotta get that done it was constantly a burden um i wasn't really um differentiating and trying to create new things and i was just kind of getting to that same old formula and routine and blah 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 and i really want to break out of that now i really kind of want to get back on a set schedule and put out um, consistent content for everyone to to enjoy and consume so i think that starts with with instagram you know it all started with instagram you know many moons ago but i think that all starts with instagram and me um one kind of getting a set theme for my instagram i can never seem to do that um getting a set posting schedule down and and kind of switching up my posts i don't really want to do just pictures i want to add in video i want to do advice on on picture taking and photography and just kind of some of the things i some of the things i look for when i'm behind the lens and i think it'd really help people out that's kind of one of the ideas i have um actually just recently last weekish, i think resurrected one of my old instagram series the throwaways um so i th- believe the one i did last week was volume five and with the throwaways is basically a compilation of pictures that i never got a chance to post on instagram throughout the past say like month or so that i just kind of put into one large post but i did it in like a video montage um put the instrumental for j cole's vill mentality behind it and it was pretty dope so i, I really liked it and uh, i think the reception was pretty cool too so some more stuff like that i want to start doing maybe a few skits collaborating with other creators i just kind of want to get back into the the complete swing of things i think i've been off um for for long enough really um and other than that i've also been trying to uh change my mindset a little bit more and i think that's part of the reason my creativity has been off i've been kind of negative which is you know why we're doing creativity and negativity uh today i thought it was apt i've kind of been negative in my head a little bit um about future um a little life stuff going on um and i feel like i just kind of need to break out of that get my mind to the right place and keep it there for a consistent amount of time um to really start pushing forward in the direction i i want to go so that's a quick update on what i've been doing over the past few months i would say even to the point where me and jondon were um doing our podcast a little bit ago i don't think i gave an update so it's kind of where i was then and kind of where i'm at now as well so without further ado Let's jump into creativity and negativity uh, for for this episode, episode 14. So what I was thinking when I was um, I have this Google Doc that I write down my ideas in um, for podcasts and I just you know throw them in there and I'll revisit them at some point or another. Um, and with this one, the idea I had in mind was just kind of how young people nowadays, I feel like I sound so old, how younger individuals and younger creatives kind of thrive off negativity in their creativity and i think it is necessary in some um facets but i feel like sometimes it drives it a little bit too much um and i was especially thinking of this in the rap industry that like rappers preaching like a positive message and like mindfulness and positivity and you know things like that don't get as much popularity as rappers talking about you know zanny lean and violence basically um i I think that's part i think that's somewhat attributed to the fact that raw emotion really drives creativity somewhat um but with that i think we kind of you have to be careful not to go a little bit too far 
or your your outlet or, or whatever you're doing can kind of get bogged down by that negative vibe really so just kind of something that's that's kind of where this whole idea originated from but from there i took it more to now how you can use while you can use that negativity as a step zone how to kind of get out of that mindset because you don't I wouldn't think so. You don't want to really be in a negative mindset 24-7. You want to be positive. You want to be moving forward. You want to be advancing in some way. And I think sharing that with other people, too. So just as much as, you know, talking about problems and issues and negative experiences can, you know, help other people, help them cope and relate, I think the next step beyond that is being positive and showing people the other side of things and making people aspire to get to that that higher plateau really so that's um that's that's basically a rundown of of the idea for this episode and specifically the idea for creativity and um and also as i'm looking through my notes here i feel like getting out of that negative mindset will also help us get out of this box that that can kind of put us in somewhat um i feel like there's a lot more to be explored on the positive side than than the negative side um so just to give a little bit background into my experience with this so Negative experiences, funny enough, because I am one of the people where negative experiences sometimes drive me forward. Um, You know, a bad thing happens and then I'm like, you know what, I want to bounce back from that. I want to go forward, et cetera. But I never really handle that negative thing or I didn't really handle that negative thing a lot of a lot of the times. And it would kind of while I would get through it for the moment, it will come back and bog me down. So it's almost like you're not dealing with your problems. You're just kind of pushing through them. And while you do have to push through your problems a lot of the times. I think there should be that time that you, you know, circle back, reflect and get better and solve that issue, you know, actually. So I I think that's important. Um, And so and but it really gets bad when it does the opposite. And those negative experiences, you can't bounce back from them as easily, Um, maybe because you haven't been doing the work with those previous negative experiences. And now you've just reached that that tipping point where it's just too much. And now you're you're bogged down. You're in a funk. You're in a depression, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and you know, that's kind of what, that's kind of my experience with it. I'm not sure if, uh, if you guys can relate, but I, I see that happening to a lot of people, honestly. So I think, I think that is relatable somewhat, but the key for me, I found, um, is how you respond and how fast you are responding, you're responding to that negative thing is really what makes the difference because more or less, I've kind of realized about myself and under other individuals, we'll bounce back eventually. We'll, we'll get ourselves right. Um, unless it's, you know, something really, really tragic, we'll get ourselves right. We'll, we'll adjust like how we need to. Humans are very adaptable. I think that's probably one of the most amazing features of us as a, as a species, but we're going to bounce back, but it's really about the time that it takes you to bounce back. That what is what matters. And I think, I think it was Michael Jordan who said this often, um, that, you know, you can, you can get knocked down, but you just have to get right back up. And it's the people who get back up faster and keep pushing, who keep pushing, are the ones who are going to break through um, quicker and before those people who stay down in the dumps uh, for longer. And that's not to say that you can't, you know, sometimes think about things and, and dwell on things and, and feel those emotions, but it's more um, to not let control you. And then relating that to creativity, once you get down that funk, it's really hard to get out and it's even harder to to create things and get back to what you love. It's it's like uh, uh, someone said, I, I can't remember who i think it was a youtube commentator actually was saying that life and depression and things like that and negativity is such like a catch-22 sometimes like say in this instance creativity is what i want to do but the fact that i'm 
feeling bad doesn't makes me not want to be creative at all. So it's like the thing that would help me is the thing I don't want to do at the same time. So, you know, it's kind of weird that way. Um, and that's why I think it's important to when you do experience that experience it or when you do experience a negative experience, uh, you know, ex- experience it fully, of course, you know, don't run from it. But at the same time, try your best to not dwell on it and kind of get, get process it and go through the 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 emotions and the feelings you need to to get back on track as fast as possible because when the negative experiences don't drive you forward and they drive you backward uh, that's when it that's when it gets bad um another thing i found um with creativity and negativity and something that can kind of it's not really a negative experience but it's something that kind of builds on me and and kind of weighs on me somewhat and i'm trying to get rid of it is comparing myself to others um and what they're doing creative uh creatively or just in general actually success wise as well um and what I've realized about this is that we look at other people and what they're doing and just it's almost like an instinct that we just compare it to what we're doing. It's like you have to see where you stack up. You just have to know, like, are they better? Am I better? Like, what's going on? And I feel like in a lot of instances, and this is not just creativity, this is life, I think, that it's just not worth it, honestly. It's, it's really just not worth it because you, you go play like this mind game, this mental game of always comparing yourself and once you feel, and especially if you're not stacking up, um, you know, more often than not, you're the one coming out on the uh, the lower end. It's just that just builds up and it just makes you feel like, man, why am I even doing this? Or at least that's the experience I've had. Um, and I've, I've started to realize that at the end of the day, the only one I really should be competing with is myself. <laughs> you know, it's if I can, and this is my philosophy, if I can beat my own goals for myself, then I'm going to win in the end. And I, I think that has to do with one setting realistic, but difficult goals for yourself. You know, they, they should be attainable, but they should challenge you um, to a decent uh, to a decent level. And with that challenge, you should. With that challenge, you should feel as though if you're able to achieve that, then I know I'm on the right track, you know, that type of way. Um and I feel like if you do it this way, rather than comparing yourself to you know every other creative and every other um, uh, individual you look you look up to, it's it's gonna serve you in the long run, right? That's that's what I believe at least. Um, so another another angle there. And last one I have written down: falling in and out of love is so easy to do, um, and it's crazy this way because just like how the negativity can stack up. Even when you're in a positive mindset, it's hard enough to create. So if you're just constantly oscillating between positive, negative, positive, negative, it's like you can't even get a set place in your you can't set like a schedule. You can't set like a time for your your outlet and 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 really organize what you want to do. It's like you're just back and forth in limbo in the the ether, I guess. Shout out Nas. (laughs) So it's it's difficult that way. Um, and I feel like this is the period I was in for a while and, and still am in somewhat that's just hard to to just stick with something and be consistent with it. And consistency, I think, with anything is honestly the key to being successful with it. I feel like once you I, I think it's like the 10,000 hour rule, once you put in enough time, they say 10,000 hours. But once you put in enough time, whatever that that um, hour total or day total is, something's going to happen. You know, it, it's just going to work out in your favor eventually. The the collective expertise that you get in an area and the savviness that you get in an area and and that experience that building up over time in the end it's just gonna result in in it turning out in your favor so that's one thing to think about as well so creativity and negativity 
definitely related. Um, I guess inversely, the amount, the increase in negativity decreases creativity. Um, but for my fellow creatives out there, I feel like the key is getting back up as fast as you can, but not getting back up so fast that you're ignoring the problem. I know it's a difficult balance, but not getting up so fast that you you're ignoring the problem and also not looking so far ahead. Um, I think expectations and also comparisons, like I was saying earlier, are some of the biggest downfalls and the things that can push us into that creative mind or that negative mind state. Um, so definitely some things, some things to avoid there. Um, so that's really <laughs> what I wanted to discuss creativity and wise um, creativity and negativity. I kind of want to get your um, the, your opinion on this or whether you agree with kind of my theories of how to get out of it. Do you agree with my, um, my theories on how they're related? I'd be interested to, um, get some, some opinions on this one. So feel free, sound off in the comments below and leave a rating as well. <laughs> um, so that's creativity. And for the most part, um, like I said, I, I'm kind of trying to shorten down the time of creativity and in the podcast overall, just to make them a smoother listening experience. So, and also hopefully make me do them more often. If I'm just, you know, spending 30 minutes on it rather than say like 45 to an hour, um, maybe I can start cranking them out more consistently. So that's creativity. And, um, and yeah, uh, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll transition name drop of my other podcast, the transition streaming on Apple Podcasts, and also uh, tune in radio. I forgot it's also on there. So if you like tune in radio, go check it out there as well. Um, but I'm going to take a little break and then I'll come back and get into creator spotlight and talk about Jordan Peele and some of his uh, recent creations. So be right back. And we're back. Mugen cast episode 14 i have returned from a short little break from the microphone <clears throat> gotta get some water and lubricate the the throat every once in a while pause <laughs> so now like i was saying i want to go into jordan peele um and his latest two movies and him as a creative overall so getting to jordan peele and my experience with him so it all started many moons ago <laughs> when i was uh, a friend of mine actually recommended me uh, to watch his excuse me, his online skit comedy series, I guess, Key and Peele, which he does with um, his co-host, Key. I'm not sure what his first name is, um, but it was hilarious. I mean, these skits were just, they take like, you know, everyday interactions and just like make them so much crazier and so much more interesting. It explores like, it explores common feelings that everyone has and common things that everyone goes through, but they just put it in a comedic lens and they you know kind of blow it out of proportion a lot <laughs> not even just a little a lot and it just makes for a really good watch and some of the stuff that they're just super creative guys some of the concepts that they're able to come up with and some of the things they address it's just like i wouldn't even think to to make content about that but they do and it's really interesting and then from there um and this series was you know going well for years um on youtube um as well as comedy central i think they actually had like a 30 minute ish tv show um similar and they were like live action but also like watching these skits in the background it was like a, a tosh.0 i guess um but after that jordan peele he decided to go into movies um when i saw him the other day when he was doing an interview he looks older so i'm guessing he's in like his 40s ish now late 30s something like that so you know after i guess getting a little long in the tooth in terms of his um his age um, and his career, he decided to, you know, pivot to something else. I think Key and Peele is still going, but he just decided to pick up this this um, other avenue, which is pretty dope to me. 
Um, and then he came out with Get Out. So Get Out came out in 2017, I believe. Um, so two years ago. And it was, I just watched it this weekend, but it was a really interesting movie. And what was interesting to me was that similar to what he did on Key and Peele, he would take small things and link them throughout the movie, similar to how he did in that, um, well, he and um, Key did in that um, that comedic show, right, Key and Peele. And then he also take topics um, that, you know, are social issues and are, are uh problems for the everyday individual but then make them almost sci-fi and a little bit crazier like he did you know in key and peel like magnify things but that magnification on a subject and 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 blowing out out of um out of proportion a little bit and taking it so far it's like oh well okay this wouldn't actually happen would it you know exploring those kind of um um those unexplored topics by making them larger than life in a way, he kind of is able to deconstruct them and show you as the the viewer um, some interesting things and make you think twice about some of these things that you might have just gone um, about your, your daily life and not realize. So with Get Out specifically, you have the guy dating, um, uh, you have the black guy dating a white woman. So, you know, interracial couple there. So there's already some tension <laughs> to start. And the movie actually starts out with a black guy getting abducted. So... And the funny thing was to me in this scene was that it was in a suburban neighborhood. He wasn't in, you know, downtown Chicago or whatever, like some some area that you might not want to be walking the streets late at night alone, um, you know, with an iPhone out, (laughs) no less. But it was so interesting that the black guy was uncomfortable in a quiet suburb, a quote unquote quiet suburb more than he may have been in, say, the hood. Right. So that, that was that was kind of interesting. Um, and he was actually abducted in this early scene. So it kind of just already pushes that fear of, you know, this is sometimes the black man's experience, even in areas that that he's supposed to feel safe and he doesn't, you know, surprising. And why is that? And the movie's going to go forth and explain. So then we get into Chris, I believe his name is, yeah, Chris, and then his girlfriend, Allison, I think. Um, so interracial couple, they're going up to um, the woods, bad sign already to, to go spend the weekend with Allison's family. Right. So Chrissy's nervous about me and the family. I'm like any guy would be just in general, but then the, the race also gives it some extra tension. And then throughout, there's just these little hints that, you know, once he goes up, there's just something off about this family, something off about this family. Um, you know, they, they're just very, they always bring race into things. Um, which is, and uh, funny enough the this movie made it so awkward, but these things actually happen, you know, like when, in, as least in, in my experience as a black man, you go into, um, a social situation and it's like, people are trying so hard to be accepting and, and make you feel comfortable that they focus too much on the things that are differences. Um, and they just end up, making them even worse a lot of times so for instance he was talking about or he was chris was talking to allison's father saying something along the lines of oh you know this is a cool trophy over here and he was talking about how uh uh, allison's father started talking about how um his grandfather lost to jesse owens he's like oh yeah jesse owens you know great guy you know kind of bigging up this this black figure just a little bit more just to make chris feel comfortable which only made him more uncomfortable um and you know it, it was just little things like that allison's mother was very kind of like inquisitive into like the mental state she was a psychologist or a psychiatrist whatever um so she was very inquisitive about the mental state of chris and was like you know i could 
help you out somewhat and get rid of some of your problems. It was just the family was just weird. The brother was very standoffish. Um, and these themes would come to <laughs> um, come to fruition and become relevant later on. But it was just something was always off. And in social situations, that's how it feels a lot of the times that something's just different, that people aren't being genuine with you when you're different from them. Um, so that was a little interesting thing to explore. And just like in that beginning scene in the movie where the black man gets abducted in an area he should feel safe in, Chris is, you know, being probed in an area he he should feel safe. I mean, you're in this beautiful house, um, family of your girlfriend. It should be a very low stress environment, but it's not, you know, because of uh, the racial difference and some of the tension that comes from them trying to kind of skirt around the issue um, in a way, but not skirt around it at the same time. So interesting and weird. Um, but also another character I liked in this movie was the paranoid friend. I feel like we all have this guy who's just like, this, this bad thing's going to happen. Trust me. Trust me. And turns out the friend was right the entire time, more or less. Um, and his, his fears are kind of realized when these, um, the family is evil and they are trying to use Chris. But before that, um, what's interesting, they have, um, so let me just spoil the movie right now. Turns out that this family is, and Allison especially, has been taking in black people um, and been doing some type of like brain swapping experiment um, to be able to uh, have Caucasian individuals switch their, put their minds into the minds of black individuals and steal their bodies. Basically, that's what's going on with the, I think it's called the coagula experiment. Um, and what's interesting about this is that there's all these themes throughout. So, for instance, the groundskeeper of Allison's parents' home, um, he's, he's just a little bit off. He's just a little bit off. And he's always wearing a hat. Um, the uh, female uh, female helper in the house or cook or just general helper in the house is always a little bit different. She seems weird in a way, almost as if she's trying to fit in so hard that it just becomes creepy. Um, turns out they underwent the coagula experiment and it was Allison's grandfather and grandmother that were put into those bodies. And she's always wearing a wig to hide her scar marks. So it's just like these little things that you didn't realize during the movie because they're not emphasized on once this big reveal happens towards the end. It all makes sense. Right. So that was that was really interesting. And I think that was basically supposed to be um, a metaphor, analogy or whatever for people who decide to forego their. Um, cultural ties. Uh, so, f for instance, on the black side of things, you, individuals who, um, you know, kind of forego their blackness and heritage somewhat to be able to fit in with another race better. Um, and I see people like this as well. And sometimes you have to play that, um, that, I guess, that social dance. You have to be a dynamo of sorts to be able to conform and adapt to a lot of the situations you have to be in, right? Um, but once you do it too much, it's like you can't come back, right? So it's like you underwent the coagula experiment um, willingly in, in real life that you went so far to the other side to fit in that you can't even um, associate and, you know, even hold a, a, different, a decent conversation with people of your own race, which Chris can even hold a conversation with conversations with either the groundskeeper or the um, helper inside. So interesting parallels that can be drawn there. Um, and then going off that and and. Jordan, he's Jordan Peele, that is. He's so good at taking these little small things and making them relevant, just like he did in the um, his comedic show. So the brother, for example, uh, when Chris eventually gets tied down, put to the uh, about to go under the coagula experiment, but he escapes and he has to fight the family and get out or whatever. Um, he takes. Well, one thing was interesting. 
um, he was scratching this chair he was um, clawed into and cotton came out and he put it in his ears to kind of avoid the brainwashing that they were trying to put him under. Um, and it's it's basically kind of uh, some irony there that the cotton freed the black man in this scenario because he was able to get out of the brainwashing. So interesting there. Um, he was fighting the brother of the family. And earlier on in the movie, the brother was talking about UFC and how you have to um, mix martial arts and how you have to think um, three steps ahead. And funny enough, um, while Chris is trying to escape, he tries to escape three times and the brother foils him for the first two. But he thinks ahead of what the brother is going to do um, and he's able to defeat him there. So interesting, interesting experiences all around. Um, another theme that came about um, when Allison and Chris were driving up to the uh, to the house, they actually get stopped by the police. But Allison makes a whole complaint of how he wasn't the one who was driving. So Chris didn't have to give his ID when the officer was asking. Turns out the only reason Allison was doing that was just so there would be no paper trail. So when she abducts Chris and eventually, um, you know, basically takes his body, the um, the cops won't be able to trace it. So just small little things like that. They hit a deer on the way up there and, and he's watching the deer die. Um, and he has uh, PTSD basically because of a, a death his mother went through because of that. Um, funny enough, when he's about to go into the coagula experiment, a deer is attached on the wall watching him almost suffer his fate. But then that same deer, almost like a basically supposed to be like a metaphor for his mom, is what he uses to kill the scientist or the dad who was trying or the um, uh, a neurosurgeon who was the dad who was trying to experiment on. him. So all these things just kind of, you know, are melding together. And there's much more, but I'm not going to get into it. The movie's two years old. and I think I've, I've dove into it enough. But it's really cool the way he did that. And then now with us coming around um, in 2019, I went to go see it. And and similar to Get Out, I don't think it was that scary. Um, it was more of like a thriller and almost comedy, just like Get Out. Get Out was low-key hilarious. And us is very much the same way, especially with the um, the father character in the family. And then just like Get Out, you start with this um, this explanation that there's thousands of miles of tunnels underneath the u.s that we don't know what's going on with them right um and that's basically a central point to the um the movie and then also you see all these bunnies in cages which eventually will also become relevant so it seems like peel likes to throw something in at the beginning and it's like this is going to be important so pay attention to this right uh, he makes it kind of obvious and now that he's done it twice i kind of think that's kind of one of his his devices one of his tools right so with this then the movie goes on to show a family um, who's uh, fairly normal, but then another version of themselves comes to attack. I don't really want to spoil the movie for people who haven't seen it, but just throughout, there's so many themes that kind of come back um, a full circle, really. And it really goes into identify a bunch of different issues. Um, these other versions of them are not as bad as you might think. They're similar to marginalized members of our society. So is it bad for them to want to, you know, have freedom and live on on top, right? Or is it bad for the people who are already in those positions of privilege to want to hang on to where their privilege is? You know, just different things like that that are, um, that are explored. So it's a great message kind of being broadcasted through um through this movie that on surface value is okay thriller scary kind of whatever a little bit of comedy mixed in but underneath that it's it's a lot of other things being examined a good twist at the end as well um so definitely want to pay attention to that and just like get out pay attention to the little things if you watch this movie the little things really matter um 
so yeah great movie um and jordan peele just uh, just examining kind of the what he did in those two movies just leads me to believe that his next movie is also going to be interesting it's also going to be um probably tackling some type of social issue and just a really interesting creative style that he has the little things matter um uh, themes are going to be long running throughout the show and just pay attention and try to relate it to things that are going on in your life and i think when you can take those imaginative creative ideas and make it relevant to people and educational in a way that's real value is created from that so i think that's i think he has that down pretty well and i think that's that's pretty cool so jordan peele big round of applause for us and get out um i give both movies very high marks i don't really rate movies very often but they were at least a four out of five if not better um and i recommend you watching them both if you have not already so for the most part, that's all I want to talk about. But actually, to get into a little bit of anime right at the end here, I always put it at the end because not a lot of people like anime, unfortunately. Um, but a uh, new anime season has started. Spring 2019 of anime has started just this past week, actually. And I actually watched one of the newest shows coming out from Studio Ufotable, Kimetsu no Yaiba, that I thought was really, really good. So if you're looking for a new anime to watch, recommend that one looking like it's going to be one of the better ones of the season really cool mc sad story as many mcs have um uh, but he's not the typical like crybaby shonen anime character which i really enjoy so and uh you know following episodes of mugen cast i think i'm going to maybe do some reviews of that show so hopefully you guys can hop on it now just the first episode came out like yesterday or day before yesterday also rising of the shield hero continuing in spring 2019 which i am very happy about uh, really cool show also if you haven't been watching pick that one up from the beginning it's not too late they're on like episode 14 now 13 or 14 so you can kind of binge watch it get uh catch back up might also discuss that one um as well and also one punch man season two is coming out a lot of controversy about the fact that it wasn't it doesn't seem as visually appealing as season one but i'm still looking forward to it still really want to um see what I'm not, I, th- I think it's JC staff that's producing at this time. Still kind of want to see what they have in store for One Punch Man, um, but might be disappointing. So that's something I'm probably going to discuss as well. I'm, I decided I want to pick a few anime series and almost review them weekly um, and kind of discuss what's going on. Um, add another dimension to uh, Cast, And maybe I'll, uh, and also another another note to my YouTube channel, since I don't really have enough time to make YouTube videos long running, I think I'm going to take little clips from... Um, for my podcast actually and put those up on uh youtube so if you kind of want to get it there uh as well maybe get some uh some more listeners as well so i'll I'll probably put up the whole thing and then these different segments i'll have i'll put those up as well if people just want to you know if they just want the anime reviews or if they just want the creator spotlight or creativity and whatever so break those up for you guys to listen to and consume so that'll be it for mugen cast episode 14 um that's that's all i really had to talk about i appreciate you listening as always make sure you check out the episode 13 the episode 13 make sure you check out episode 13 that i do with john and clark um creative director and ceo and whatever else there has to be <laughs> other other um significant titles there can be um he's the creator of honorable mention clothing lifestyle brand that is really dope i need to pick up some spring pieces for sure Um, So make sure to check that episode out. But that'll be it for Mooncast episode 14. Thank you for listening. Peace.